Welcome back. Now Alyssa is going to be describing to us child abuse because April is Child Abuse Awareness Month. As always, this may be a sensitive topic for people, especially for those with young kids in their lives. Make sure you practice self-care and give those kiddos an extra hug from us. Alyssa, can you tell us what the definition of child abuse is? I sure can. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services states, child abuse is an act or failure to act which presents an imminent risk of serious harm. So there are four main types of child abuse. They are neglect, physical abuse, emotional abuse, and sexual abuse. And culture, this abuse can be a parent, teacher, friend, really anyone. It does not matter their socioeconomic status, race, gender, ethnicity, etc. It can happen to anyone. What would you say are the different signs of child abuse? How can you see that it is happening to a child? So for physical, usually it looks like burns, bites, scratches, bruises, welts, or any marks on the skin. And for sexual, it can be bruising or bleeding, pain or itching around the private area, A child may avoid certain people or refuse to change their clothes in front of others. And then some signs of emotional abuse are delays in learning, low self-esteem, depression, anxiety. It can cause headaches, stomach aches, or they can show little interest in things that they used to enjoy. And then there's also neglect. And some signs of that is a child could be dirty. They're not really dressed for the weather. They can be left alone. They may eat more than usual at mealtimes or be saving food for later. And also they might be missing school or have a poor weight and they could have their medical health neglected. Uh, What should I do if I suspect that child abuse is happening? Uh, What are the first steps? You can contact the local Child Protective Services Agency to make a report. If the abuse is happening now, and there is violence and immediate danger, then make sure to call 911. Do I have to be a parent or relative to report child abuse? No, anyone can report. What about proof? Do I have to prove that it's happening? No, just provide the given facts and information that you know. Could I be blamed for the abuse if I'm the one who reports it? It's unlikely that you will be blamed for the abuse. I can't say what will happen every time. But if you are the only person that is advocating for this child and you feel like a report needs to happen, then go for it because that child needs to be safe. What kind of effects does child abuse have on a child? It may cause a child to be more distant. They may avoid more physical contact and be on high alert or be withdrawn or avoid certain people. A child may not be correctly dressed for the weather, like I stated before, and it could also cause teenage pregnancy, substance abuse, and sexually transmitted diseases in the future. So kids have really creative minds. Um, Who's to say that a child isn't lying about abuse? Yes, children can make up stories, and it's fun to just tell stories, but when your child 
or a child comes to you with such important information, make sure to ask questions and show that you care when a child re reveals this important information to you. As an advocate, when you're talking to parents or families who are going through this, what advice do you give them? Show support for the child. Make sure they know you care and thank them for sharing this information with you. And then also it might be good to look into therapy for your child. We are not therapists at the Bridge to Hope, but you can definitely come in or call and talk to us. I can talk to you as the family and youth advocate. I can talk to the child one-on-one -on -one to see what's going on. And I cannot disclose what is discussed unless your child gives me permission. We are also not mandated reporters, so we cannot report abuse, but we can help you along the process. So kids, I mean, kids play rough. Uh, how do you distinguish uh, discipline from abuse and bruises from abuse? Well, discipline can be excessive and it, become, it can become abusive when it starts leaving marks. And if it makes you feel guilty after, then it, can, then it would be abusive. If the child starts wondering whether you love them, then you need to rethink about what's going on. And so what's the deal with spanking? Is that a form of abuse or is that discipline? So I know that spanking used to be the form of discipline back in the day and it was normalized back in the day. But spanking could be one time and leave no marks so parents thought it was okay. And maybe sometimes they would feel guilty but thought it helped kids listen. Occasionally it can be taken too far. So now we are more aware that this is not the best method of discipline. You are better off using timeouts and grounding instead. What about washing your kid's mouth out with soap? Does that help or is that bad too? I looked this up. I guess the concept of washing a kid's mouth with soap was to help clean their mouth so they stopped using bad words or biting. And I remember that being what people did and parents just thought that that was the cure. But I feel that soap is only for your hands and body and you never know what chemicals you could be ingesting. So there's no one handbook on how to raise kids um, and parents get to choose the way that they raise their kids. Um, when, how do you navigate that when parents use that as an excuse for abuse, neglect? There's definitely a lot of books out there. So parents can definitely raise their kids the way they want. I'm not telling them what they can and cannot do. But if someone that is a mandated reporter, such as teachers, counselors, or medical professionals, law enforcement, sees abuse, then it will be reported and they could get their kids taken away. If the parent thinks that the only way to get the child to listen is by hitting, slapping, or pushing or any other form of abuse, then we can discuss other options of discipline. They can feel free to call the Bridge to Hope and talk to me, and we can also see if we can find some parenting classes that are good for them. And it's okay to ask for help or have that one person they go to that they just need to take a break and just call the babysitter. When you're angry, sometimes it's best to just walk away and take a break for a bit before you regret what you did. And so what kind of activities are you hosting uh, for Child Abuse Awareness Month? 
I am doing a story hour over Zoom, and I will be reading books about safety, and that will be happening twice in April. Also, you can participate in our coloring contest. The picture will be on our Facebook page, and then you can color it and tag your beautiful picture on our Bridge to Hope Facebook page. Awesome. Thank you, Alyssa. To show your support of Child Abuse Awareness Month by wearing blue on Thursday, April 1st, you can find out more information on Child Abuse Awareness Month on our Facebook page for the month of April. And here's a quote by Nelson Mandela. The true character of a society is revealed in how it treats its children. And another quote from Dave Pelzer. Childhood should be carefree, playing in the sun, not living in a nightmare in the darkness of the soul. So what kind of things are you doing for self-care this week, Alyssa? I'm going to read more. I feel like often during this pandemic, I've been staring at a screen. So I just want to get my head into a book instead. What are you doing for self-care this week, Coltra? Um, I actually brought my dog into work today and it's really awesome to see how much everybody loves her and all the smiles. So I think I might try and make that a bi-weekly or weekly thing because, I mean, she loves the attention. May is National Mental Health Awareness Month, so we will be discussing mental health in our next episode. We hope that you have gleaned your own bit of hope from our discussion today. Take care and thanks for stopping by.